Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation today, Gospel reading. Gospel reading we heard just a moment ago, St. Mark chapter 7, verses 31 to 37, especially these words. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Your brothers and sisters in Christ, Hearing and speaking go together. I don't know if you've thought about that before. It's very common. It's very simple. Hearing and speaking go together. You respond after you have heard. If you do not hear completely or clearly... Your response will be off. Your response will be false. If you know anyone <clears throat> like yours truly that struggles with hearing, you know that it can be a pain. What? 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 You sound like a duck after a while. You need to hear in order to talk. And if the hearing is off, the speech is off as well. It was several years ago, back in West Point, I was charged with having a nursing home devotion at one of the local nursing homes every month. First month I was there, there were about six people in the room. The second month I was there, there were about ten people in the room. The third time I was there, there were about 20 people in the room. The fourth time I was there, it was literally standing room only. And you can imagine, I was feeling pretty puffed up. Boy, can I pack them in. And as one of the aides was trying to squeeze one more wheelchair into the room set aside for devotions... I made a smart aleck comment, something like, oh, we're really packing them in today. And she looked at me and said, I don't know who the preacher is, but he's the only one these people can hear. <laughs> I don't hear very well, and so I naturally speak loud. Hearing and speaking go together. We see the situation in our text before us in Mark chapter 7. We have a man who can't hear. And because this man cannot hear, he has a serious speech impediment. That's exactly what our ESV translation says, literally it says he's deaf and dumb. We don't talk that way anymore, do we? That's politically incorrect. But that's the way it has always been. That's correct speech. Someone who has 
difficulty speaking, the proper word is dumb. It means mute. And over the course of time, people foolishly thought that those who had trouble communicating with their mouth were somehow less intelligent than others. A dumb animal doesn't mean an unintelligent animal. It means the animal can't speak. Hearing and speaking go together. It has nothing to do with the amount of intelligence one has. If you can't hear, you can't speak. This man has a serious problem, probably from birth. Over the course of time, most of us, if not all of us, have encountered people that struggle with hearing. And if you know anyone or have known anyone that had difficulty hearing from a very early age or from birth, you know how difficult it is for them to communicate. Even when their hearing is restored. It can take years or decades of speech therapy for them to be able to communicate and enunciate in an effective way. The man in our text, in a very real way, because he can't hear and he can't speak, he is cut off. He's cut off from those he loves. He's cut off from his family. He's cut off from his community. He's cut off from church, from hearing the Word of God. My friends, when sickness, when illness, when disability, either mental or physical, is before us, what do we think? Do we feel pity? Are we hard and calloused and don't even know? Or do we think this is sin and the consequence of sin that has reared its ugly face in our world? It is Satan at work when problems come into this world. Our God is a God of life and a God of healing and a God of health. It is Satan that is behind illness and handicap. It is Satan that is behind an inability to hear and to speak. Rarely do we think in those terms. Why? Because we look at things too often in a human way where humans control everything. We discount the spiritual and the demonic. It's clear. Satan is at work in this man's life, plugging up his ears, 
tying his tongue. What does this man have? Well, he has friends. And they brought to him, to Jesus, a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay his hand on him. We don't know who the they is. The they were people who not only saw this man's condition, but they knew that Jesus was a holy man, a healer. Maybe they had heard him preach or witnessed other miracles. These people, this unnamed they, loved this man, saw his condition, and brought him to Jesus. My friends, what a marvelous example for us. When we see people, our loved ones, our friends, overcome and distraught by the trials and tribulation, sin and consequences of sin, we can throw up our hands and say there's nothing we can do, or we can realize the universal solution to every problem, which is Christ and His Word. We can invite, we can encourage, we can drag if we need to, our people, our friends, our family, to where Jesus promises to be. They begged Jesus to heal the man. So great is their love. So great is their faith. Jesus took the man from the crowd privately. You know, I wondered all week about that little phrase. Many of the commentators will say, well, you know, Jesus didn't want the man distracted. And so he brought him off privately. And I'm sure there's something to that. But there is something much greater than that going on as well. God loved the world so that he gave, right? We know that. God loved the world. My friends, God does not work on us collectively as in a group project. He loves you individually. He pulls you away from the crowd. God loved you so that he sent his son into the world. Our God took on flesh and blood to deal with his people, with sinners, with individuals like you and me. In the church, we don't buy advertising on the radio and speak in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and then seed the clouds and baptize the whole world, do we? Of course not. But one at a time, people are brought to the baptismal font. 
where Good Friday and Easter are delivered from God to the individual. He takes us away from the crowd and has his way with us, with his powerful, life-giving, life-changing word. It's hard for Jesus to communicate to the deaf-mute. He's got to do a little sign language. Jesus, after taking him aside, put his fingers into his ears. After spitting, (coughs) touched the man's tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed. He groaned. He acknowledged that all of the pain, all of the suffering, all of the sickness, all of the cancer, all of the heart disease, all of the AIDS, all sin and consequences of sin are foreign and contrary to a holy God and a holy creation. He looks up into heaven. He sighs with his heart aching and breaking. And then he speaks. The word made flesh. The word come down from heaven. The word speaks a word. Ephatha. Ephatha. Been working with Vicar on saying that word all week. Ephatha. It's an Aramaic word. It's a command. Jesus commands the man's ears to be opened. Jesus commands the man's tongue to be opened, to be loosed, to be opened now, to be opened completely. Jesus speaks the word, the powerful word, the life-giving word, the life-changing word, and Jesus' powerful word does what it says. It says what it does. His ears were opened. His tongue was released. And the man spoke plainly. What an amazing miracle. Immediately, the man could hear clearly. Immediately, the man could speak. He didn't have to go to speech therapy for years or decades. He spoke plainly, immediately. Do you realize what a miracle that is? Jesus speaks and it is done. Ephatha, be opened. My friends, this man is a real man with a real issue and Jesus really spoke words of healing and this man really was healed. And this man is symbolic of each and every one of us gathered here and throughout the world. Each one of us who is born lost in the trespasses of our sin. Each one of us who is spiritually deaf to the word of God. Each one of us who is spiritually tongue-tied to speak the truth of God's word. God comes to us. 
The God who took on flesh and blood, who bled and died on Calvary's cross. God comes to us in the waters of holy baptism and says, Ephatha, be opened. Ears be opened to the word of God in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Heart be opened to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Faith is created by the powerful word of God. How can this be? My friends, think what happened on Good Friday and Easter for the world, for you. Jesus, bleeding and dying on Calvary's cross, carrying in him and on him the weight of the sin of the world, says, it is finished. In other words, be opened, heaven, be opened for sinners. It is finished. Everything necessary for salvation is completed in my bloody death, in my sacrificial payment for the sin of the world. Three days later, the cry is, He is risen. In other words, tomb, be opened. Not only for Jesus, because death could not hold him, but for all who cling to Jesus by grace through faith. Heaven is open for you. Ephatha, my friends, God's love for you is so great that he sent his son for you to forgive your sins every time you have stopped up your ears to the word of God every time you have failed to make the good confession and even worse every time you have opened your mouth and cussed or slandered or made a false confession regarding the one true God Jesus Christ has bled and died and risen and ascended and is really present for you and for your forgiveness. Ephatha, be opened, is God's gospel word for you today. But our text doesn't end there, does it? Got this really strange kind of thing at the end. Jesus charged them to tell no one, but the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. Scholars call this the, the Markan secret. Jesus says, shh, don't tell. And what do the people do? They tell. Well, first of all, they disobeyed Jesus. Because when Jesus tells you to do something, it's not a game, it's not a trick. He means it. Jesus' work was not yet complete. He hadn't gone to the cross yet. He hadn't risen from the dead yet. He didn't want a false word and a false confession about some miracle worker floating around. But the people, people couldn't help themselves. They were astonished beyond measure saying, he has done all things well. What about you? 
when things are going well in your life, it's fairly easy to look to Jesus and say, oh, yes, he's done all things well. What about when a loved one dies? What about when you lose your job? What about when you get bad news at work or at school from your spouse or your significant other? It's a little different then, isn't it? When the consequences of sin are attacking you, it's a little more difficult to hear the Word of God, to look to the cross of Christ. Maybe even in the midst of your tears and heartache. And confess with your mouth, He has done all things well. My friends, this is what God is calling us to today. Remember, ears and mouth are connected. God opens our ears to hear the Word of God. He opens our heart to believe the Word of God. And He opens our mouth to make the good confession. Remember what Job said after he lost everything? Family, fame, fortune. Job said the words that we confess at the gravesite. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My friends, there is none of us here, there is no one alive who can make that confession. Blessed be the name of the Lord in the midst of our heartache, in the midst of our sorrow, apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. There is no one who can say he has done all things well apart from God working in our hearts and bringing that confession out of our lips. Today, God speaks. He speaks a word of life. A word of love, a word of forgiveness, a word of hope to you. He brings you away from the crowd. He says, my son, my daughter, your sins are forgiven. He says, take and eat, take and drink. The very body and blood of my son given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Ears, heart. Lips, Ephatha, be opened. O oh Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Indeed, He has done all things well for you. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our ears, and our tongues in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.